Hey guys, I'm Marianne. And I'm Nina. Welcome to the Pink Champagne Combos podcast. We're so happy you're here. We're two girls who are neighbors and became best friends. We recently moved across the country to Texas and Tennessee. Join us for chill conversations about life, friendships, relationships, and more. So let's fill the champagne and get this party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, you just have me and my wonderful friend, Marianne, on. <laughs> we don't have a guest. So you just get us. Lucky you. Um, so the, what we're going to be talking about today is steps towards making the best decisions in life. And making decisions, especially in your 20s, is hard as it is. And making decisions, of course, like in any area of your life is hard. So we're going to be diving into that topic today. Yeah, I think this isn't a how-to guide per se. It's Well, I mean, in a sense it is, but we're not going to be able to solve the world's problems in this episode. But I think what we're really going to hone in on is some of the things that have made us successful in making decisions. And I think that's what's the most like challenging part in making decisions is having like that absolute um, like confirmation that you're making the right decision. And I think in life, you won't ever really get that like absolute confirmation. Like people always say hindsight is 2020 because once you've been there, done that, you can look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done X, Y, Z. And so we'll never really have that like perfect decision per se, but we'll definitely dive into like some like tips and tricks that we've learned along the way um, that have helped us make the best decisions in that moment with the information that we have like then. Yeah. And we're not perfect by any means, but we will say that we have made some huge decisions in our twenties so far. I mean, we both moved from California to the South and that was a huge decision. And so luckily with, you know, how strong our faith is and the different steps that we've taken, we've been able to come to good decisions thus far. Um, But we just want to share a little bit of our experience so far. Yeah. And to your point, I think like I just looked up really quickly, like major life decisions and there's five of them. One's choosing a career, pursuing an education, choosing a life partner, Mm. making finances um, and taking calculated risk. And to your point, I think we've done some of these in like larger scales, smaller scales. You're in recently engaged. So obviously choosing a life partner is a stressful process, which we can talk about as well. Um, but also, um, those decisions about like finances, do I move? Do I not move? So those are all things that we're going to dive into today. Yeah, definitely. And kind of going out, I don't want to go too off topic, but what you said about choosing a life partner is I was watching the ultimatum on Netflix and it was actually saying one of the, one of the introduced, like the fake boyfriend, you know how that show goes. It's very strange. Um, the fake boyfriend to the family. And they were like, you know, we believe that choosing a life partner is one of the biggest decisions that you're ever going to make in your life. And I mean, I agree to it to a certain extent, but you also have like a lot of other decisions you make in your life. So, you know, it's really important to make sure you're like making those calculated decisions and really looking at the pros and the cons of everything. And I mean, if we're going to talk about life partners, yeah, like that's a huge decision. That's for your whole life. So, and same with your career. So yeah, I think this is like a super exciting topic that we could definitely speak on. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go ahead and dive right in then. Um, I think one of the first things that comes to mind is 
you know, obviously like if you're in the Christian faith, the, the phrase that is most commonly used is like, well, let's pray about it. Let's seek God for his wisdom. Like what is his will for your life? Um, what is my purpose? Like these are all kind of like the buzzy catchphrases that we hear. Um, I didn't grow up Christian, so I didn't really hear like, um, the phrase, like what's God's will for my life. So that is something that I personally don't struggle with because I didn't grow up constantly hearing that it was more so like God calls us to like spread his word, his gospel. And like that, that's it. Everything else is more like self-centric. And obviously we have gifts that can be used to spread his message. But at the end of the day, like the baseline is to spread his word, um, give him glory. And we're just vessels to like, or, or messengers even to like further his kingdom. And so um, from that perspective, I, at least even speaking with my husband, like he can sometimes get caught up in the fact of like, is this God's will for my life? Like there's so much pressure around that. Like, am I in the right career path? Am I in the right, um, you know, whatever that may be the right relationship, is this God's will for my life? I don't know how you feel about that phrase, but I know there's definitely a lot of pressure around like making sure that you're, I guess, checking that box up off. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because I was just going to say that it feels like in the Christian world, there is a lot of pressure around that phrase of like, is this God's will? And especially when, I mean, we're going to just talk like we're in our twenties. So like, obviously in your twenties, you're making huge life decisions. Like, is this God's will? Um, I necessarily have heard, like heard that, you know, growing up because I was raised in the church. Like I say, like I was born under the pew. I mean, I wasn't, but like, <laughs> like I literally was raised in the church. And so I've heard it a lot. And in my twenties, I've had to like really learn, okay, like instead of like framing it and putting so much pressure on, is it God's will? Maybe just framing it in the sense of Lord, what do you have for my life? Like is this something that is in, align in alignment with you? Sorry, I'm stumbling on my words. But in alignment with you, instead of, is this your will for my life? It feels so Christianese. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make it hate for this because a lot of people say that. Um, but I've just kind of had to frame it of like, with every decision, of course, I'm going to run it by God. And I want to hear from him. And I want to feel a peace about it. And if that's, if that's what I get, then I have to believe that that is what's God's best for my life. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't really have like how I feel about it. I guess I say it like, God, whatever your will for my life is, I guess I say it more in the sense that like, I release my own, um, wants and desires, wants and desires yeah. like to him. So I guess when I use that phrase, that's the context I'm like using it in versus like, God, tell me what to do. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I think when you frame it like that, it's easier because I think when you say it's God's, and I don't know if this is just me, but when you say, oh, is, is it your will for my life? It kind of feels like, like God is this daunting thing of like, you can't approach him mm -hmm. when you're at your lowest point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you approach it, like what you're saying in that way of like, I just release everything to you and have more of that relationship communication with him instead of like, I'm bowing down to you and whatever you say, yeah. your will. like, it just seems so like ritualistic when you say it that way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think 
Also, side note, clearly we watch reality TV. I was watching the Bachelorette finale where she is sitting with her mom and her family, and she mm-hmm. really wants her mom to tell her what her opinion is. She's yes. like, mom, tell me like what you think about this guy versus that guy. And you, she gets so frustrated because her mom's like, I don't want to give my opinion because whatever I say, you're going to hone into whatever you want to hear. And that's how you're going to make your decision. And I don't want to be responsible for the outcome of your decision if it's based off what I say. So at this point, you've gone through this journey. You you know these men better than I do. So I trust you to make the decision, but you have to make the decision. And I feel like a lot of the times we come to God wanting him to make the decision for us because we are fearful of making the wrong thing, especially like in our twenties, as everything seems so big. And of course, when you're 50, 60 and you look back at your twenties, you're like, Oh, you know, it was a blip, but when you're in it, it seems so like magnified. And so, um, I think that like peace in our decision, isn't void of fear. Like we can still be scared and, you can still be doing what God wants you to do. Like peace doesn't necessarily mean that like, you're not scared. Like you're not going to have superpowers where you're just going to wake up one day and say like, I can conquer the world. And you absolutely can. And you can still be scared. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was something that I feel like I experienced. And we, I mentioned this to you before we were recording of like, when I moved, I knew God told me it's your, your time is up in California. I want you to move. And it wasn't like I had this immense peace throughout the whole process. Like I was perfect. Yeah. It wasn't like, great. Okay. No tears, no anxiety. Like I made the decision and I had to, you know, move forth with this decision because I knew this is what God wanted for me. This is what he told me to do. And I still had anxiety. I still had tears. Like even the first couple of months I was in Tennessee, I was like, what the heck did I just do? Did I make the right decision? And, you know, it was amazing because God kept confirming things when I moved here. And I had to make that, I had to offer myself to God and be like, Lord, can you make things clear? Keep reminding me that this is where you want me to be. And he answered that prayer. And so I think when you're also making decisions and you feel that fear, but you know, God's told you to do this and he wants you to step out of the boat and, you know, follow him and, um, is to ask him like, Lord, remind me in just like those days that you have me and he will, I I'm a firm believer that he will send those to you. Even if it's like the tiniest moments that you're like, that was a weird coincidence. Most likely it's from God. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, one thing that's hard in our generation is like, we want that like instant gratification, instant validation when we don't realize that a lot of the times like we reap and then like the sow process is so it's not like, I I think, um, I listened to this in a sermon with, um, Mike Todd. He said, most people think of it like, um, what is it? Uh, plant, Reap so is that the order? You plant so. <laughs> seed. Why am I like spacing on this? Um, but anyways, all that to say is the process it takes to like your plant or whatever it is that you planted in the ground to reap is a long period where it's not just like plant reap so like it yes. takes time. 
And I think even in our moves, we can like attest to this, that it was really hard. It still is hard. There's still moments where we're like, wow, this is different. Like we are still new to this. And it was like one of the best things that we've done. Doesn't mean it wasn't hard. Doesn't mean like we wouldn't change things or we wouldn't do something differently. But again, hindsight's 2020, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have moved. That doesn't mean it was a bad call. It just, it's life and we can't prepare. We can't plan for every single aspect. And I think that's where your faith comes in, where you release those things. And again, it goes back to like, God, what's your will, not mine in the sense of, I trust you. I'm going to prepare and also not be like a control freak at the same time, because I think that's where the tension is between like trusting and also preparing and then finding that balance between both of those, those things. Yeah. And another thing I want to point out too, is, is I think you and I both have had experience with this is when making big decisions, we also have taken into account of fasting and whether that's fasting food, whether that's like fasting lunch or whether that's fasting social media, I have noticed when I feel like I literally cannot hear from God and I'm like, I am at my lowest, like I need to humble myself before you and like really give my all to you at this moment. I will fast. I mean, I remember like in the hardest period of my life, I was fasting breakfast like five times a week. And it would, and I, that is honestly the most clearest I've heard from God in my entire life because breakfast is like, I love my breakfast. Like I love my eggs. I love my bacon. And so to skip breakfast in the morning, I can skip lunch and dinner. I don't care. But breakfast, I was like, this is really hard. And I remember in those moments, instead of getting up to go make breakfast, I would like pray and I would spend time in the word and I would like ask God to reveal these things. And, um, I pulled up on Psalm 35, 13, it says fasting is a way to humble yourself in the sight of God. And it says, I humbled my soul with fasting. And so it's about humbling yourself and coming before God and saying like, speak to me, you know, what do you want me to do? And how can I come into relationship with you to be able to hear from you clearly, to make the right decision so that, you know, you have a plan for my life and I can walk in your plan. Um, And so that's just something I encourage you guys to all do as well is, you know, maybe start small, like see if you can fast social media instead of like waking up in the morning and looking at it of like fasting that and like talking to God and just kind of see how he can work because it's really amazing. that once you give up some of your selfish desires, how much God will speak to you and will help you make that right decision. Yeah. And even if it's small, like reading your devotional or like something huge, it doesn't have to be like spending hours. Like I know it's that like muscle. So definitely give yourself some grace and know that you can start off with the devotional. Obviously God's word is like the living word. So we definitely encourage you to like spend some time in your Bible. Um, but as you build that muscle, definitely start small, like devotionals is how in this season of my life where it's really busy right now, that's what we do um, every morning, um, versus before I was probably spending up to like 40, 45 minutes reading my Bible journaling. I don't have time for that in this season that I'm in, but I, I know how important it is to hear from God. And so for now it's spending time in my devotional and like praying with my husband in the morning before we like run off and like, you know, not talk to each other until dinner time. And so, um, whatever that looks like for you, um, it, it could still be done. 
Yeah. I like that. That's a really good point too, is the way that like you spend time with God, it varies in each season. Like, you know, you have kids one day, you have a husband, you know, you're single, like it varies in your busyness in life, your job, you get a new role in your job, like it's different. And so, like I said, like years ago when I was in my hard period of life, I was like, I don't even care. I'm going to spend three hours with God. I need to hear from him versus now it's, you know, maybe 20 minutes of where I can sit and listen to him. Um, And so I think that's another really good point is when you're making these hard decisions, you know, take into account how much time do I want to invest into spending time with God and hearing from him? Because ultimately, in order to make that right decision, like it really just comes down to faith. Like, I think, yes, there's logical things to it, but in the same sense, if you're going to make a really big decision, I think it has to go to what does God say about this? And I don't know how people make decisions without having God. <laughs> so. yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, I agree there. And so kind of like shifting gears a little bit. Um, I know we were kind of talking about this before we started recording is people usually, I mean, at least I'm, I'm referencing this based off relationships that I have. I'm sure you can relate to this, but sometimes we see people or we hear people say, God has told me to do X, Y, Z. And then as a friend, you sometimes hear that and you're like, but did you like fast? Did you pray? Like, have you sought wise counsel? And then you kind of see their lives implode. And then they're wondering, why am I filled with anxiety? Why am I, why is it so hard? Like, why am I struggling? And so I'm saying that because I think based on some trends that I've seen, I think a lot of people use that as like a catchphrase or just like as a cop-out to justify the things that they're doing. Like God told me to move, even though I don't have a job, even though I don't have anything lined up, even though like, obviously there's miracles that like God can perform if like, he's actually calling you. And I think at the same time, people use that as like, I don't know. I don't know if people are being genuine when they say, um, God has called me here or God has called me to, or God has like confirmed me. Like, I just, I guess I, I question what that actually means. And maybe because I'm not in their corner, like, for example, if you were to tell me something like that, we probably will have had conversations about a certain decision and like, I would have prayed for you or whatever. And we, and then you would have told me and, and I would have been like, yes, you know, maybe I haven't heard that, but if God told you that we've at least been talking about it, you know, so like, I'm kind of that friend for you. So I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess, um, it's interesting how people use God as an excuse to make decisions without actually consulting. And so all that to say is, are you seeking wise counsel in others, um, and fasting and, you know, doing those other intentional things to not just have that comp, like, what is it when people say, um, like confirmation bias, where you're just like Mm -hmm. in your own thoughts, like, is it really God telling you that? Or is it just you really wanting something and then going for it? And then saying, this is what God wants for my life when you really like actually weren't intentional at all. Yeah. Kind of like when people just want to break up with their girlfriends or boyfriends and they say, God told me to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, um, <laughs> like yeah. did he or did you just not like me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a combat. I don't know if it's because it's like a Christianese thing or like, did God really tell you that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not I mean, one I- to judge, but you know, 
I definitely think it could be genuine to a certain extent. Like I do think like I've used that many times where I'm like, oh, you know, I feel like God has told me this and I have clearly feel like I've heard God tell me this. Like, for example, me having a fiance right now, when in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, Lord, I need you to confirm, confirm, confirm. Like, should I be in this relationship with him? And I have felt like, yes, God told me, yes, this is going to be your husband one day. Of like, of course I asked that, but I also need a confirmation because at the same time I was like, is this my selfish desire of just wanting to be with this guy or is this literally God telling me? And so I think a lot of times people will say that because either maybe they don't want to hurt someone's feelings or maybe it just feels better to say that so that no one, because you really can't question that. Like when someone's like, oh, God told me, like, what are you going to argue with God? Like, yeah, it's hard. You can't really, someone like saying that to someone, they don't have anything else to say back. So it's yeah. a shut down communication conversation type of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that it could be genuine, but it needs to be done. Like if you're going to say that, that's a hefty thing to say, mm-hmm. to say, God told me that because you don't want to say something that God did not tell you to, that he did not reiterate to you. And so I think when you make those decisions to, if you feel like, ah, oh, is that my voice or is that God? Like ask him for those confirmations ask for mentorship. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like prophecy. Like I do believe that prophecy still exists. And so, you know, ask like, Lord, if there's a prophetic word that someone should give to me, like these types of things confirm what God has told you before. Yeah. And I think that's like the whole point that like you're bringing other people alongside you in your journey, because like you said, give me confirmation. So the confirmation could come to you in your quiet time with God. And like, you don't have your family telling you like, we don't like this guy. And, you know, like those also like, I think confirmations that you can get, like you surround yourself with like your tribe and, and, and it's a slippery slope because too many opinions can also be detrimental to like your decision-making. You don't want to be crippled when you have too many opinions, um, in the mix, And at the same time, you also have to surround yourself with people who you trust and are like, you know, are in your corner and um, they're to champion for you. So I I guess that's really what I'm trying to say, like, in addition to fasting and doing all of those things to validate, like your decision-making definitely have people in your corner um, who, you know, are for you, for both of you. um, If you're coming down to like a relationship, um, because it can be very easy to, um, just like affirm yourself and your thoughts without actually getting like outside exposure, which can be so revealing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also recognizing like your words hold a lot of weight. So when you do say, Oh, God told me this and he didn't like, I I don't want to be controversial here, but I feel like that's a way of con- um, mocking God mm, Yeah, <laughs> because he didn't confirm that. And yeah maybe he didn't say that to you and you're saying it as a crutch. And so, you know, being very aware when you are saying those things, when making big decisions um, is really making sure that you're hearing from God clearly. And there's so many ways that God speaks to you. It's not always like in your time when you're hearing from him, it could literally be like a sign or 
you know, someone saying something to you. Um, there's just so many different ways that God communicates and yeah. each person is different. Like I've noticed the way that I hear from God is different than maybe you hear from God. And so that's, what's so cool is God is so relationship based mm-hmm. where he makes sure he makes sure that you can hear from him in the way that you you can and want to hear from him. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying like, if somebody says that, don't like go around questioning them. <laughs> I definitely yeah, would. Are like- you sure? I think you're lying. <laughs> Yeah, I, you're a liar. No, I like I'm I'm saying like have your curious mindset on and definitely ask some like challenging questions to your friends. I, I would definitely only question people I'm close to. If somebody just tells me that like off the street, I'm really like, okay, like good for you. I'll be praying for you. You know, like I'm not I I'm not somebody to like judge them. I don't know them, their journey and their story. But if like I, if we just relate this to like you and I, for example, if you were to tell me something, I would be like, okay, like, tell me more, like how yeah. have you heard from God or like, you know, I've been praying on your behalf as well. And I've also like, you know, I want to affirm you or I want to um, bring this to your attention so you can start thinking about this. Um, but yeah, definitely not going to just question like a random stranger, but it, it does bring to question like how, um, really like people use that phrase. And I think it's lost is its value because we, people just tend to like throw it out there. Like, you know, it's like, I love you. Like, you know, I love you. Yeah. And I get really cringed when people are like, Oh, I love you girl. And I'm like, I don't know you, but okay. I didn't say what I'm like, I will not say I love you until I really love you. <laughs> yeah, until I really love you. Um, but yeah, I think it's just one of those things, but, um, yeah, I think those are some of the things that have helped us again, seeking wise counsel, um, definitely like meditating on his word, analyzing the situation, um, and writing things out. I think we talked about like lists. We're a very big proponent of like pros and cons when it comes to making a big decision. Um, and again, just because it's so scary and you have fear, I don't think it means it's not from God. It just means you're going to need God through it. Um, and it's, it's going to be okay. So those are, those are at least some of the things that I've, I've, um, thought of when making big decisions. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you? Yeah. I mean, we say this because we're not perfect in this. Like there's still so many times that I'm so indecisive. I'm such an indecisive person. And so when I have to make a really big decision, it freaks me out. And my only way to make those decisions is really consulting God. And so just take into account the time that you spend with God, because he can reveal things in those, those times together. And like you said, like wise counsel too, they can confirm things. If you're fasting, if you're, you know, maybe like you pray and God's telling you to do something like I, there's been so many times God's like, I want you to fast this morning, or I want you to take communion, just you. And there's just so many different ways that God confirms that he has me and he is communicating to me with me. And so, um, I would just encourage all of you to like, if you're like, I literally can't hear from God for anything, like be really intentional about it. And, Sometimes you just need to silence yourself in order to hear from him and take away some of your selfish desires in order to hear from him in order to make those like right decisions. And it's not easy. Like every single time there's a big decision, I freak out and I have anxiety over it. 
But I also am like, I'm not alone in this. Like God can easily help me and lead me towards what I need to do in my life. And so I think that's something to remind yourself of is you're not alone and God has you. And even if you make the wrong decision, he redeems it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then if you're on the opposite end of the spectrum where you're like, I'm just going to do it. And like, let's see what happens. Cause that's totally me. I don't freak out about I like have pros and cons lists. I'm like, what are all of the bad things that could happen? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, we'll, we'll just freak out when there's something to freak out about. <laughs> I, I would say to your point back to like spending time with God and, and just, I think that's why I have that perspective of like, not my will, but your God's in, or in the sense of I move a million miles an hour. So I'm going to slow myself down and get like that delayed gratification because I know I can do it, but your ways are so much better than mine and I can plan it perfectly. And then it's not going to be perfect and his plan is perfect. And so for the person who makes decisions really easily, definitely take that step back and the delay, there's discipline in the delay. Um, and by having that discipline, you only feel that much more validated when you know it was the right thing to do, but it's that delay that like is so hard versus you. I'm assuming you're like, let's delay as much as we can. Like we don't have to make the decision at all. And I'm like, no, let's go, let's go. And, and it's like, no, just wait. And the waiting is the hard part for me, where for you, it sounds like it's the going, that's the hard part. Totally. Yeah. And I think also like, I'm, I know I'm like over here thinking, well, these different things down, we need to wrap this up. But <laughs> I, I do want to mention too, that we won't always be perfect in making no. decisions. And so give yourself that grace that, you know, even if you make a really, there's been so many times I've made bad decisions in my life. And it's crazy how years down the road, you're like, oh my God, God, like you still are redeeming that, even though I totally shouldn't have done that. But I see you redeeming it in these little ways down the road. And so just know that God has your hand over your life and there's going to be ways that he can redeem it more than you even know. And don't go into it thinking like, if I don't make this right decision, I'm like doomed and my whole life is messed up. Like if you feel like you heard from God and you heard him wrong and you make the wrong decision and you come before God and say, Lord, I don't think I made, I heard you correctly. I think I made the wrong decision. Work your hand in this and redeem it for me. I do believe that he does do all of that. So don't like go into this. Like I got to make the perfect decision because we're human and we make mistakes and that's just life. Yeah. And I think if you don't have those mistakes, then you have no stories to tell. Like, what are we going to tell? Like, if they ever come across like some trouble, like we're going to be like, no, sorry, we were perfect. This is how I did it. And it came out perfectly. So I have nothing to tell you because I'm just great. Like, that's not (laughs) like real life, you know? So like, it's almost like we're getting these like nuggets of information and experience under our belt. So one day when we are parents, like we can share those stories or even if we're mentoring or, you know, just speaking into other like new generations, like these are all experiences that are going to help us. So it's, it's part of our testimony. So definitely don't be afraid to like make mistakes. Obviously nobody wants to make them, but if you do, um, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Agreed. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, always, um, so fun having you here. Thanks for spilling the champagne with us. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and we hope, um, you found this episode helpful, um, to take it seriously, but not too seriously at the same time. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Bye guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.